Good morning, everybody, and yeah, we go again, Sunday Q&A. Uh, today, mainly feedback on my speed awareness course that I went through on Wednesday, because I was doing 56 miles an hour on a motorway. But it was a 40 mile an hour zone, apparently, and I missed it, and um, yeah, like I say, I learned a few things. I'd rather not have done it. I'd rather not have had to pay £100 and then take a day off, which has probably cost me plus a day's wages. Um, but it's better than three points on your licence, like I say. Um... You're only going to get four hits, really. Five if you plead unnecessary hardship, three points. Really. Sometimes you're going to get more than three points if you're unlucky. And with the best one in the world, even if you... I try to obey all of the rules because I don't want the course and I don't want the fines, but sometimes I mean, sometimes I'm dreaming. So there you go. Anyway, so some responses, what we got. Um, point by Jason Burke. It's something a guy made on the, on the, on the um, course, actually. Lane hogging is now pointable. And a lady asked a question. They said, can you overtake on the inside lane? And I said, well, I do, um, because I, because you can now, I, I think you can now go past some of the inside lane, um, because the alternative is otherwise you're going out and in, out and in all the time, like, you know, and my father-in-law went on one of them Rosper courses, and they say, treat those white lines down the road like brick walls. Every time you're swapping lanes, that's where the danger is. So, you know, try and stay safe. So if I'm going on the inside lane and, I, and there's somebody sitting in the middle and they're doing like 50, I will go past them at 60. And I'll just go slowly past them and I'll check them. And um, the guy, of course, says, well, what's it saying? Highway code. And I remember this. He said, well, you can overtake on the left-hand side if you're sitting in um, slow-moving traffic. That's what it says in the highway code. You can undertake. So presumably, if you're in a traffic jam and the thing on the, someone on the middle lane is moving, everyone's really so you overtake on the middle on the inside lane on a traffic jam. Of course, we all do. And he says you can undertake if there you're in slow moving traffic. And I said, yeah, okay, to find slow moving traffic. And he kind of went. And I think what you'd probably have to do is say to the policeman that they were sitting on the inside. And also, if you sail past someone when they're sitting in the middle lane, they do then have a tendency to sort of wake up and go, oh, I better move in, like, you know. So, but anyway, so but now apparently lane hogging is pointable. The police can follow you. And if they see you sitting in the lane for like a minute or two minutes and the inside lane is clear, they can pull you over and they can do you for it. Something else to watch out for. Uh, Pete Salisbury. Um, speed courses aren't actually. He said, "I don't." He said, "I didn't think speed courses were actually mandatory. They're at the discretion of chief, the chief of police." Yes, mate. I believe this is the case. You won't necessarily get um, the opportunity to go on one of these courses, but if you do get the opportunity, I'd take it because the alternative three points, isn't it? Um, I think a lot of the time they do want to give you something else. They said the money from the courses after they pay for the hotel and the people training goes straight back into the police force of the roads. The money that they get from the cameras, and I could be wrong on this, but I'm sure that's what the guy said on the course, um, goes to central government. So it just gets or like you know, it, local government just gets lost in the pot. So again, it's kind of in their um, best interest to get you on the course. Not only do they get you educated, but they get they actually get some dough out of it, whereas if you go to central government, they're going to get nothing, anyway. So something along those lines. Not 100% sure on that one. Uh, Gary John Baker, bless him. You can, yeah, you can only go on a course every three years. I think, you know, some, some you can go on a course every three years, but there are different courses. There's one for jumping red lights. There's one for breaking the speed limit. There's one for not for being on a motorway speed limit. Um, there's you, there's other courses for other things. I don't know quite, quite what all of them are because I like I say I got done got dreaming going into the village probably about a year ago. Um, again doing 37 miles. Well, sail straight past the camera. It was there right in front of me. Van all lit up, all 
yellow and red, you know, green and yellow like an ambulance with a big camera and I just went straight past them and oh, idiot um but no so when when the second thing came in i thought i see it i've got three points i'm done uh, but no i was going to course so i thought i say i'll just keep doing my best to stay within the speed limit. all i can do is do my best and if i slip and i get caught that's that's unfortunate it's just unfortunate isn't it well i'll keep trying um yeah it's gary john baker he, he says he said you know i got that a pain don't really want to go on but you do learn stuff and it's not it's not it's not at least they're not preachy they kind of go we're going to tell you it do it, don't do it. If you don't do it, you might get stuffed again. At least they're not preachy. It's not too bad. Um, Ian Shipper had a good one. Apparently, if you do, the police must serve you notice within uh, 14 days of the, of the offence committed. They've got to serve you notice, otherwise it's null and void. He says, because yeah, they have a case where the firm is, one of their vans is the property of Peugeot. So the police wrote to Peugeot. And then Peugeot wrote to the supply dealer. And then the supply dealer wrote to them. But by the time the supply dealer had written to them, it was over 14 days from the offence. So unfortunately, their driver that got nicked for doing 35 mile an hour in 30 mile an hour zone, it was unenforceable. Oh, what a terrible shame in that car. Well done, Ian. Good luck, mate. And thanks for your support, as always. Um, and finally, from Mark Fitzpatrick and Kayla Lewis. Well, at least you got free coffee. No, I didn't. <laughs> I got free parking. I thought I was going to get stuff at hotel parking at the airport parking at one stage, but no, I didn't get free coffee. But we did get a discount at Starbucks outside. It was Starbucks or Costa. These things frighten the hell out of me. I just, you know, I want to so have a cup of coffee, please. What kind of cup of coffee do you want? Oh, what, what, what coffee? You know, once you're getting a burning in with the, with the handle that comes like a filter. But now I've, I think I have to have Americano with milk and white sugar, I think. So anyway, that was kind of it on speed courses. And other things that came up. Uh, Mark Lockler, I got you on a message, mate. I, I, that was better luck than judgment. If you message me, if you want to talk to me, please just leave comments on the YouTube channel. If it goes from message or Facebook or email, there's a good chance I won't pick it up. So don't think I'm ignoring you. I'm not. I just don't pick them up. Um, he said, what bank, what bank, what bank business account do you have? Now, this is a good, interesting question because I haven't been, I haven't needed a business account up until this point. Um, but uh, recently I did because one of our shippers sent through a cheque on the company name. Most of, most of it gets an electronic transfer into the bank, but I sent a cheque with a company name. And because I haven't got a, com a bank account with a company name, on, I couldn't, couldn't open one. I couldn't check, catch it. And in fairness, now things are on the, um, the pickup, I should have a business account. So I went with Lloyd's. They basically, uh, I only went with Lloyd's because I'm with Lloyd's already, and I like I like the um, horse, and I like the colour green. Um, and they basically said, now, I've never had a business account for him when I was a market trader. I never had a business account because I see absolutely no point in paying for an account when I can get everything for free anyway. And particularly as a market trader, they charge you to pay in cash, and I was a cash business. But now what it works is if you go with Lloyd's, they give you 18 months free, and then after the first 18 months, it's £6 a month, fixed rate flat fee. Um, and they charge you like one pound in a hundred to pay cash in, but I won't be paying cash in. Everything's electronic transfer. I think it's sixty-five p to pay in a check. Um, they will stuff you if you go over your overdraft limit, or you know they have to pay. That's where they really gain you if you do. Um, you have to pay things that you can't pay. That's where a lot of banks do you, aren't they? Really. Um, having said that. I just went with Lloyd's because I'm with Lloyd's. Uh, Darren, the courier driver, and we'll come to him at the end. Uh, Darren, class man, well, 
plus one man in a van knows a better one. You can sign up online in seven minutes. It's active in seven minutes. It's completely free forever. But I didn't know about it, and I've done this now. And for the sake of six quid a month and the fact there's a branch down the road, I'm just going to stick with it. But, yeah, I, I think that pretty much much of a much as mate. I think... Um, like I say, I've got 18 months free and £6 a month, which isn't the end of the world, but I'm sure if you shop around, you can get a better deal. All kind of down to you, really. Uh, RK, so can I do a, a video on VAT invoicing through the CX? I'll be honest with you, mate. I don't. I use the CX platform. I think it's very, very good, and we use it for accounting. So we use it for. We we'll say we use it for accounting. We use it for invoicing. So it creates the invoices, then we staple the PIDs and we send them out, and then it kind of ends there. The rest of it I do um, in QuickBooks. So anything that comes into the bank account gets imported through QuickBooks. QuickBooks automatically works out, and like you know, drivers' wages and post office and anything it works out you know mechanics and whatever it works out um the vat plus and minus and then when i get to the end of the quarter what i do is i work out what the what, find out how much the money is go to the vat online and pay it online as time goes by i will probably get the vat to link up directly with quickbooks and that will probably pay that way but i don't actually do the vat return through the exchange i do the vat through quickbooks and like a couple of things i can't really do a video on quickbooks without showing you a computer with all my stuff on it and i can't really show you i was going to show you the small fleet app but the problem is if i show you the small fleet app then it's going to kind of show you all our drivers and it's also going to show other things that i can't which i think to do with um what do you call it well you're not allowed to give stuff out now um you know sort of confidentiality and all that it kind of because I was going to say, well, this is small fleet app. These are all our drivers. What our drivers might want, might not want their name on the video. So I'm a bit limited on that one, but I'll find a way around it. Uh, yeah, so in the meantime, I do my VAT the old-fashioned way. I just log on every three months. There it goes. Um, Chris Kerwin said on, on servicing, he says, you only need to get your van serviced every twenty to 25,000 miles. It's a quandary, isn't it? It's a bit like that stuff you put into the fuel tank. I mean, I know... In old days, the oils would wear out, but now they're like synthetic oils. Now these synthetic oils are supposed to go for 20, 25,000 miles. And then there's the filters as well. But there's another argument is that if you're running through cleaner oil and cleaner filters, it may prolong the life of the van. But it's one of those things you're never going to know. Because I mean, I try to aim for 10,000 miles. I change... Um, the filters, I think I change the fuel filter every two every two times because it's expensive, and all the other filters every one time. And I try to hit about 10,000 miles. Sometimes I run over it. This time of service just over 14,000 miles because I was busy. And people keep asking me to work on Saturdays. And Saturdays is the only day that I can really feed the van. I mean, Monday to Friday, I'm flat out anyway. And Saturday is the only day where I might be free to put it into the mechanic. But you do, the, again, do the best you can, didn't you, really? So um, there we go on that one. Um, RK, coming back to RK again, um, about changing tyres on the motorway, he says you're a wuss. <laughs> I once changed the gearbox on, in the Dartford Tunnel. My hat goes off to you, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you might have had a bit of help from the police there. I dare say you didn't just break down in the Dartford Tunnel and go and get a gearbox, but nevertheless, well done you, absolutely. Um, what else we got here? Let me make Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, Steve Davis and Danny Richardson are both, and a few other people, are plugging the joys of TomTom Tom Live. They say it's really good, and it updates and all this kind of stuff. And a few of them didn't get on with ways. I'll be honest with you. I've tried Google Maps, and it's taken me to... It said, you have reached your location. And I'm in the middle of your carriageway. I'm like, no, I haven't. This, this is definitely not a shell garage. This is definitely a, a dual carriageway. Ways has never let me down. 
I could upgrade to Tom Tom. I'm thinking about it just to try it, but at the moment, Waze never lets me down. It does. I mean, they say it pings up for traffic cameras. Mine doesn't ping up, but it shows them, and it pings up to let you know you're going a bit too fast. Again, mine doesn't ping up, but a little red circle appears. Um, I'll get on fine with Waze, and it's free. You know, like, I, I, I have these things I have to pay on a monthly. I have to pay QuickBooks on a monthly. In the old days, you just bought it. Now everything is paying on a monthly. Yeah, free upgrades. Yeah, you're just charging me. Uh, but no, I'm all right with ways at the moment. But I, I take your advice, boys. Well done, you, and I will consider it. And maybe one day I'll have a go and I'll come back to you and go, do you know what? Wish I'd done this sooner. We'll have to wait and see, won't we? Uh, and the, th- right, the final final question goes to Jonathan Lawrence. How far would you... That's a very good question. Jonathan Lawrence. How far would you travel empty to a pickup? Well, my first reaction was Australia. And then I thought, no, I would potentially go to the moon if I knew I was safe and they paid me enough money. And there's the crux. It depends how much you're getting paid. I have gone to Newcastle empty before because I had to pick up two um, kidney machines, which I had to bring back. Um, and obviously it was very important to the customer. And it, it was like it, he needed, he wanted me to do it. So that was, you know, but he paid me return miles, paid me there and back. Um, I've done a similar one where I was in Oxford and I travelled to Yarmouth empty for the same reason. And the question is, or the, it depends how much they pay. If you're in certain areas, like if you're in Norwich or if you're in Skegness, we've got a driver in Skegness who's struggling at the moment, um, or if you're in sort of the middle of Wales or if you're in Penzance, what I'd re- re- recommend you do is get up early. Get up six, not early, early, you know, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Drive an hour in so you can perch somewhere. And I always try and find somewhere you can perch either. I always find if you can get like... like on a junction. So if you've got someone say, for example, where the M25 meets the M1 would be good. There's nowhere you can actually perch there, but you can perch not far from there. Um, let's say Potter's Bar, or you could perch somewhere on a, on a major road, or if you're, if you, we've got another guy starting on Monday in Brighton, and I've said to him, I said, we'll get up a little bit earlier. Oh, by the way, good luck. Yeah. Um, I think he's over here. Um, and you might get up a little bit earlier and sort of drive towards the, the 25. And then when the job's starting to ping up, you're going to get them, as opposed to, oh, there's a job over there, but I'm too far to get it, I'm too far to get it, and that's what will stuff you. Um, failing that, if if it's an end-user customer, you charge them accordingly. You tell them, say, look, I can go and do this job, but it's going to cost you this much money because I've got to go there empty and you've got to face the dead miles. If it's an exchange customer, you can, you can quote them. You can say, look, I can do it, but I'm this far away. If you're the only guy, if you're the closest, oh, we've had them before, um, Barber. Hello, mate. Uh, Barbar was in Slough, and there was a pickup in Bedford. And he told them, and they went, we'll still take it, you're the closest one there. How? How is he the closest? I mean, it was like five, six o'clock at night. How could he be the closest driver? But he was. He went and he said, I've been there in 20 minutes. Went, Barbar, you won't. You won't, mate. Took an hour and a half. Bless him. But he's a lovely boy and he's done the job. Everybody's happy. So that's it. The one last thing to say, my mate out there um, who'd done a job for me yesterday, Darren, thank you very much. It's for a new end user customer that we've got. I'm hoping to do a lot of deals. That's something I've got to ask you guys. Right, this is a big one for all the shippers out there. How much would you charge from here to Malta? We've costed it around 5k. For a loot and van around 5k. And even then, I'm not sure I'm making any money. But this guy does house moves. And I don't think there's a return job. But there's a possibility, if we can get runs going, we might be able to ship pallets from here to Malta and back again. 
It's not what I had in mind when I started this, but then hey, that's life on the CX, isn't it? Never quite what you expected. But so that one. Uh, Darren's got a question. It's to do with um, he did a job for a guy, and then the job had to be dropped off another day, and so he put someone else on it. He said I should have checked their feedback, and I didn't check their feedback. But um, when he had checked the feedback, it was bad. But then the guy let him down. And then I think he might be facing... He did tell me the full story. And he said he might be facing bad feedback because of something that someone else had done. And he said, I don't know what you do in this situation. And of course, I don't know what you do in this situation. And he said, why don't you do a video on it? And I said, well, Darren, you're doing your own videos, mate. And bearing in mind, it's quite a long and involved thing. And you understand it better than me. So I said, what I said I would do, I don't have the videos up yet. If it's not, it'll be up soon. So if you could please go over to Darren's channel. He's Class 1, Man in a Van. And anyone out there watching the video has got an answer, would you please do the honours for my friend? And in the meantime, that's it. They said it was going to rain all day today. I thought, great, I don't have to face a garden again. It's dry. <laughs> I'm going to wait for it to start raining. Anyway, that's it. It's only Q&A. Uh, another one next week. That's pretty much the size of things. Um, hope you're all well. Enjoy your Sunday. Put your feet up. Have a beer. Fall asleep in front of the EastEnders Omnibus, if that's still on. And um, I'm going to drill some holes in my wall and re-put it up and another TV bracket now. So life, it's marvellous, isn't it? Best game you'll ever play. Anyway, that's it. Like I say, hope you're all well. Any comments, any questions, any feedback, all very much appreciated. And in the meantime, take care, take money. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.